Hello, welcome to the 15th episode of Kush Talk. My name is Maryam Bagheri and in this episode, I'm talking with Rene Saheb Qadam, the selected artist of the exchange program between Kush Residency and Organ House Residency in Chongqing that happened in December 2017. Renée Sahib was born in 1987 in Tehran and she is a freelance artist. From 2005 to 2010, she has studied in visual arts, computer graphics, and professional commercial design in universities inside and outside of Iran. To René, art is the experience of living in the present moment. In such a moment, she finds herself outside of her personal studio, whether 200 or 2,000 kilometers away from home. The distance takes her closer to herself and her art, it takes her beyond the second world of papers and media, where her creative mind flies high and reaches the untouched ideas. Cultural exchange is one of the main topics of today's social life. Rene's works are focused on the social misunderstandings between cultures and they reflect the conscious and unconscious states of a civilized mind, where Rene expresses them as metaphor, parables, or proverbs. Rene travels and lifestyle experiences at the art residences in different countries as well as the cultural adventure within the different languages and native cultures have brought her a deeper understanding of those social misunderstandings and has helped her to live better and to create better art. Thank you so much Rene for accepting to be in our podcast and share your experiences with our listeners. Hi Mariam, thank you for inviting me. Sure. Before jumping to your experiences of art residencies you have been, I want to ask you to talk about yourself, the medium you use, and the source of your inspirations a little bit, please. You know, people's communication, ambiguity words, which makes people misunderstanding each other sometimes, especially in our language, Farsi, it happens. Or proverbs and idioms is inspired me a lot. I should have told you that um, I've been always touched by how cultures exchange their features or regular daily subjects uh, are the facts that you see in my artwork. For example, in my first solo exhibition in Iran, I have shown some paintings of mine that were included various proverbs and idioms, even some similar proverbs, I mean similar in concepts, but in different visions. I remember that I mixed them up. I painted two different proverbs, one American, the other Iranian, uh, together. Um, uh, both were about flattering. Uh, I painted both of them on one frame. I am really excited about cultural exchange, and I am really into finding contrast and similarities between cultures. By the way, I think uh, these issues are not really far from the way uh, that I have brought up. Uh, I mean, you know, I was born in Tehran and my father is from Kashan. Since I was born, my parents has always moving from Kashan to Tehran and Tehran to Kashan. These two places are not really far from each other, but the accent 
of the people are different. Even there are many differences in their cultures and beliefs. Also, in my childhood, you know, my parents took me to some different countries and I, I, I absorbed by similarities and diversity. And uh, even the smell differences, you know, I think all these advantages are not really far from my lifestyle, my character and uh, my, uh, even my artworks. All in all, uh, I think all my artworks are related to my curiosity of understanding the world better and they are all related to my self-knowledge. Thank you. Now we can start talking about your residency experiences and let's begin with China. How was it? How did you learn about the open call? What was your project? And in general, how did it go? About China? I think to answer your question, I have to rewind a little, talk about the specific day in my personal studio. You know, I think the best comfort zone for artists is their own studio. And sometimes I think my studio is like shrine, <laughs> my holy shrine. And I think that's, that's my safe zone. One day in my studio, I was actually feeling good about the works that I had done. So I asked myself the questions. That was about how much I am dependent on this safe zone, my tools and my workplace. I asked myself that, like, does your creation rely on this place? Or could I do that outside that studio? Yes, these questions were all open my mind. And I thought the answer would be a movement with the change of the environment and I thought that residency could be really helpful in that basically to help me to answer these questions <laughs> that same night I looked up art residencies and I find yours and I only had you know that was the that was right before the due date and I had 10 minutes to fill up the application anyway I filled up the application and two or I think three weeks later, I received the email from you guys congratulating me for my acceptance. This made me really happy. But after my acceptance, I went to check my proposal to see what it was that really made you guys accept me. Then I remember the night that I felt it out, it was an online form. I had really didn't remember what I put down as my proposal for that. I asked my friends what I should do. <laughs> then, the, you know, they said to me, you always wanted to challenge yourself. Here you go. This is your challenge. To just persuade, uh, you will do what you have to do. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't want to ask you guys about my proposal because I thought uh, that uh, would be embarrassing. Maybe you guys will consider, uh, consider letting me down and canceling out the program. Program. So that's it. The journey with the backpack, with three set of clothes, and one laptop started. You know, the three whole flights, which two of them were domestic. Even uh, on my last flight, I remember I was the only foreign person. Basically, after almost 24 hours, uh, we landed uh, at night in the city that was very foggy. I realized that 
I was in a very, very different place. The way people looked and the way they spoke was very different to me. I couldn't even read signs and numbers and I wouldn't even see any English and you know, numbers. During my residency in China, I expect for the few people that were staying with me and spoke English, whole were German artists, I couldn't really talk or communicate with anybody else. Most of my communication was gone with my facial expression and body language and basically smiling at people. I was in the country where Google was filtered and, filtered and blocked and Chongqing was a central town and it was known for its food and dishes and most famous dishes of uh, most famous dish was hot pot and was the spiciest one <laughs> Um, city had a very strange climate and humidity was very high to me everything was different even the dogs faces in the street were strange and they looked different uh, than the dog that we have seen in iran about the main residency yangshu was the host and he was the he's a very well-known artist in china the organ house residency has had its own exhibition room at the main floor of a building and in the other floors some studios which during that time that I was there those studios were being run under some German artists. In front of the Oregon house uh, there was a huge university which also had a lot of studios there in its their uh, art department. Um, Actually, they gave me the keys of one of those studios and they told me that I could work there if I wanted. Behind the organ house, it was actually the apartment that belongs to the stu students and staffs that work there. It was very interesting because the apartment that they actually gave me in that building used by used to belong to Yangshu when he was actually a student himself. Actually, I didn't get the chance uh, to use the studio that they gave me the keys to because the weather was really cold for me. And I felt like the apartment was actually a good environment for me to work. The whole stay in China, I had uh, one solo exhibition and a live performance. About my work there, I should mention something. <laughs> you know, a week before my journey, as I was the student for Art MBA in my organizational structure class, my professor told me that something that kept my mind. He said that when you want to start your own brand or business you cannot expect to work out in the beginning it would take at least four or five years for that business or brand to grow and for you to see the growth and he confirmed that bamboo plant you know when you plant bamboo plants i mean seeds it takes four or five years for it actually grow out once uh, it grows out it would actually start growing out faster and faster for me, during at that time, that example didn't make much sense because I was in Tehran, no bamboo plants there. But a week later, I was living in a town where there was bamboo plants everywhere. The gardens around my residency and the apartments. 
to the temples that I visited, uh, <laughs> oh my God, uh, that was bamboo plants everywhere and was really interesting to me. So I started reading about the bamboo plants and I actually found out some, some inf interesting information. You know, plant a bamboo seed, it takes about five years for the plant to just grow out to it. First four years, this plant is just grown out the roots in the soil. Roots grow out bigger and bigger and the plants actually come out in the fifth years. Uh, first year, nothing happened on the ground. In second year, nothing happened. Year three, nothing happened. Year four, nothing happened and suddenly comes out in the fifth year. Uh, it would grow out tremendously and very quick and it could stand straight and hold out through the winds and the reason the sole reason for it is the strong roots which the plant grew out before it actually came out in japan they mostly build buildings on the top of the ground when there used to be bamboo plants because the bamboo roots intense underground and make it uh, much stronger to hold those buildings on top you know, Mariam, what I really caught uh, my attention was the bamboo skins uh, that would be on the floor and the skin that they plant. Uh, the bamboo skins look different. They look like human figures to me. And what I used to do was collecting them. I went and I saw those bamboo skins and I would actually collect them. I used to bring them to my apartment and at night I used uh, the colors and paint that was in the apartment from old artists. I paint them and, um, you know, I painted uh, some part of Neiname from Rumi poetry. It said, listen to the Nei or listen to the cane. The concept was about separation and I paint some similar well-known Chinese prover proverbs that I came to cross. After two weeks, I realized that the apartment was filled out with all those bamboo skins and therefore my, uh, my exhibition actually consisted uh, all those uh, works and even the uh, and also uh, the one uh, animation that was actually played on the main uh, wall of the gallery. Animation basically followed the part of the poetry of Rumi too. The story was about elephant in the dark and I just uh, got a little part of the poetry. It said we are dashing against each other like boat but we are in the clear water. Uh, you know I feel like with this part of uh, the poetry, I could really explain my relationship to the people over there and uh, to say how I felt about them. You know, Mariam, another funny thing that happened uh, was that about a week before my exhibition, the assistant from the uh, program told me that they're going to publish my initial proposal on the website for my exhibition and they think that it's good and it doesn't need to be edited. She told me that she just wanted to let me know and see if I agree and I and think that it's a good idea actually. I laughed and I told her no <laughs> because I barely even remember what I put down in that proposal. Uh, we laughed and uh, I told her the story and asked uh, if I could see the proposal again. So then she emailed it back to me.
So I went over my proposal again and I remembered the main idea. The idea was about misunderstandings among the people about time and life. I wrote that people generally think that time consists of past, present and future, where um, actually time only consists of the past and the future and life is about the present and the moment. And I wrote that I don't know what I will exactly be doing in your country, but I want to live and do in the moment create in the present time and basically not plan on what I will be doing there. Uh, the work that I will be doing in this program will all only depend uh, on how I feel when I'm there and the feedback that I will be getting from the environment and the people. You know, Mariam, I feel that my whole trip and, and its adventures went along exactly the way that I had put down in my proposal. That's really interesting. I know you also had a performance there. Would you like to talk about it too? Yes, that was a performance. In... The performance was about one of my nightmare. It came to the live performance. <laughs> You know, to me, everything was like meant to be. Let me tell you, since I was a child, I used to have this specific nightmare. Sometimes I thought uh, they're not really far from the things that my mother said. My mother tells the story of the time when she was pregnant with me. She remembered that our city was being bombed all the time during an Iran and Iraq war. My nightmare was about balloon, um, you know, someone was blowing into a balloon and I couldn't realize who it was. However, sometimes I thought I myself was the one blowing into it because the way it was filling up sounded just the way I was breathing in. <laughs> Anyway, uh, one day I decided to uh, face this nightmare by portraying it uh, in my studio. I had also wanted to perform it in my country as a live Instagram performance during election, but it couldn't happen because um, my studio didn't completely comply uh, with my nightmare. But um, I was actually able to doing this in China. I hadn't had any plan for it. One night in a gallery opening, some Chinese gentlemen came up uh, to me and they were worryingly asking me about Iran. They were talking about uh, a possible war in the future and the whole dramatic phase that was happening in Iran at the time, including riots and the killings. They also asked me how my parents were doing and, you know, uh, first I was surprised about the fact that how people there actually following the news about Iran. On the other hand, I got anxious because I didn't have any recent news about my country. At the time, what I felt was exactly like the nightmare that I used to have. Later that night, after I got news uh, through my parents, I went to my studio at the university. Then I sat down in the study and was thinking about my fears. And all of a sudden, I saw something there. There was a lot of different stuff left from the older artists, like 
spray paint, molding stuff, and the others. But the only things that caught my attention, there were uh, there were a lot of balloons uh, in the packets. So what I did, I started playing with them. I began to blow into one of those balloons and um, the sound and the feeling were just like my nightmare, it was exactly like my nightmare. Um, you know, I decided to record that because of the feelings and uh, the day after I was talking about the whole story at that night to the staff of the gallery and the curators. And then I realized how the Oregon House Gallery space is a good place to record. And they allowed me to record that performance when the gallery was not in use. A day after, while I was recording a performance, some people from galleries saw it and they uh, actually they liked it and uh, they asked me to have the live performance in the gallery. Uh, I mean, in the opening, uh, gallery opening uh, in, in the night of my exhibition. I actually accepted because I knew that if people watch my performance live, they would understand my nightmares. So that is the whole story of the first live performance in Oregon House Gallery. You know, Mariam, I actually filled up all those red balloons and uh, some of them had holes and made the hurricane-like sound in the space. Um, I think the perform my, th that performance was one of my most professional ones and I like that performance because and the performance was exactly like a trophy for me and I could... I could grow out of my bitter feelings and I came to peace with my own fears. I think you also have wonderful stories to tell about your residency in Thailand. Oh my God, Thailand is really beautiful. You know, each residency that I have been there was totally different with the other ones, as well as countries that have different uh, cultures. They are different with each other but they they maintain the same goal and my thailand art residency was located in chiang mai the northern city of the country uh, the historical and mountainous city thailand was one of the cities that i have always yearned to visit and it is interesting to say that I was able to afford this trip by selling my artworks in China, I mean, in Oregon House Gallery. And then I enjoyed, I could enjoy to visit a lot of islands in the south. And then in Bangkok, SAC Gallery uh, provided me the fund to stay three months in their art residence in Chiang Mai. You know, as I knew that uh, near Chiang Mai was a lot of elephant sanctuaries and national parks, uh, that was a good opportunity for me to continue my project about the story of uh, Elephant in the Dark by Rumi there. And um, it was a good chance for me to observe a lot of elephants and uh, draw them, understand their behaviors, uh, I also visited elef uh, an elephant gallery and I got more information about 
the elephants. Uh, luckily, uh, as a coincidence, uh, at that time was a f- elephant festival, and I could participate in that uh, on that special ceremony, and that was really gorgeous, and that was really great. You know, Chiang Mai is a very beautiful city, and it's famous for its history. And the art residency area of SAC Gallery was special because I heard that the area exactly was built for the purpose of art residency. During residency time, I was the only artist on that area, unless the first few days, uh, other artists were be there from the previous open calls, and I had a wonderful time with them. The assistant of uh, my program was really, he was really helpful. He was like an encyclopedia for me. Uh, he was always answering all my questions about Thailand, about their language, about their temple and signs. It was really helpful. And during my residency time, SAC Gallery also invited me for its gallery opening in Bangkok. The exhibition was for the previous resident artist. And simultaneously, unfortunately, the art festival in Bangkok happened at that time. And I could visit a lot of art galleries in the city. You know, Mariam, everything went well and uh, a lot of good opportunities and but beside of course beside all those good opportunities i mean connections with local and international artists a lot of unforgettable memories included too like facing a strange insect in my studio or even local bugs in my room and also facing a snake in my near area yes i think all were together exotic and exciting unforgettable memory you know climates are different and that was an opportunity to exchange I sometimes thought it might not happen again being on that area, picking banana from the trees, hearing the live sounds of wild natures, or looking at white tiny little bugs like an angel. Yes, actually the art residency gave me the opportunity to having all these experiences together. You had another experience in art residency, as far as I know, in Turkey, which was very different from these two. Uh, as far as I know, um, you were with about 16 other Iranian artists there, am I right? Yes, we were 15 Iranian artists together. And my experience during this residency was really different from the other art residencies because I could speak Farsi. <laughs> I mean, my mother language, so I got really excited. I communicated simultaneously with 15 artists uh, from my country in a foreign country. That was really exciting, and I made new friends. And now, after two years, I'm really close with three of them, actually. As you know, Helicon Art Center is located in Izmit, and two and a half hours uh, far from Istanbul. Helicon Art Center was located in about 20 or 15 minutes up the mountain. Orhan is the owner of the Helicon Art Center. He is a sculpture artist. 
all the area of the residency, such as cottages, uh, Orhan built them all up. During quarantine, I was talking with him and he told me that he built um, a gallery there. Actually, he showed me his gallery with those spectacular scenery of the city. That was really gorgeous. Uh, what I did in that residency was the sculpture of the elephant and Orhan put that sculpture on top of the roof of the helicon. At the beginning of uh, my residency time, I was talking about my traveling to Konya and told him that I put the hashtag of elephant to my all journeys and uh, that was uh, related to the story of elephant in the dark from Rumi. And I told him that I had been working on this project of elephant in the dark during all my trips. A day after, he came to me and gave me a big uh, piece of a tree trunk and uh, he gave it to me and uh, he told me that if you like, uh, you can work on it. He also told me it's a good wood to work. And I said, wow, <laughs> great, why not? I would like to. He also allowed us to work with his all uh, his special equipments and tools for carving. Even he taught us how to work on a stone and a way how to carving it. You know, um, whatever I did uh, on that residency, I mean, Helicon Arts Center, uh, helped me to got accepted from the Sculpture Symposium in Poland the year after. With all these experiences, um, can you tell me what do you think about the role of artist residency in an artist career? In general, do you suggest every artist to try to apply for an art residency and use the opportunity to be in a different space and place and meet other cultures? I think it depends on the artist and their arts. Um, for me, my artworks, my art lives are related to culture and cultural exchange. Therefore, art residency can be really helpful. Yes, through internet or books, uh, you can get many information about the cultures, uh, but traveling, being in the, in the different atmosphere, observing the reality is the other way, which I say deeper and a better way to get knowledge. One day I meditated and I was focusing on how uh, my thoughts, my works, and my acts are related to each other. In Iran, we have an idiom in Farsi, Zartor said that, see well, speak well, do well. So as I traveled through uh, the East Asia, I realized that people around these countries have these idioms too, but in different expression. They say, see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. They visualize it with three monkeys. Uh, and there are a lot of sculptures, statues, and souvenirs in this film. Even we have uh, also their emojis in our uh, smartphones. So what I did, when I wanted to paint through the concept, I decided to mix them up. Funny to see that <laughs> there is the same concept for a lot of places. Traveling, uh, being in different art residencies made me understand everything better. 
and to go in a deeper sense in my art. For the last question, I want to ask you about the pandemic time and how much it affects you. If you mean the glorious quarantine, yes, I should tell you that I've been passing it perfectly. Um, but anyway, apart from the days I, I myself got chrono and I get a week day by day, yes, the other days uh, has passed perfectly. Um, you know, after a long journey, I mean, after three years uh, traveling, I had time to stay full time in my own studio. Therefore, I completed two projects, one uh, with a ceramic material, which is include 25 ceramic sculptures uh, with the concept of bird. I mean, conference of the bird uh, by Atar. Let me tell you something, you know, my last art residency was in Bodrum, ceramic art residency. And since that residency, I started to work with these uh, this materials seriously. And by quarantine, uh, I've had time to read and I taught many information about uh, how to work with clay and pottering. And I've read many books uh, during pandemic. I even educated myself in this, uh, in glazing. So now after two years, I can tell you ceramic is one of the main materials that I used in my artworks. I remember in the first three months of a pandemic, I had been working 24 hours a day. I, had, I hadn't seen anyone. Sometimes I thought to myself that quarantine is probably not that different to some artists, especially the ones uh, that have their own studios. I also exhibited some of my artworks uh, in Ceramic Biennale and the other artworks uh, will be exhibited in fall 2021 in Oran Gallery. Thank you so much, Rene, for your time and for sharing all these interesting experiences and the stories with us. Thank you so much, Maria, for having me. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the 15th episode of Kush Talk. If you'd like to get in touch with us about anything you hear on the show or interested to know more about our programs, you can email us at info at signcushresidency.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram or subscribe to our mailing list to stay in the loop. Mm-hmm.